Hello, hello. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I'm your host. I'm Darlene Childress. I am a life and parenting coach. And on today's podcast episode, I've titled this Parenting 101, The Basics. This happens to be episode 101. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about the basics and kind of orient orient us into some foundational principles, especially as we kick off 2024 and, you know, think about this next year and what we're going to focus on as parents. I wanted to just get it down to like, what are the basic essential needs of humans? That's what I want to talk about today. So some of the work that I'm bringing up is from Gabor Mate's book, The Myth of Normal. I've read this over the last couple of months and the book has I think I've joked, I'm like, this is the best parenting book I've ever read. And it's not a parenting book. (laughs) It's a book about, about humans and how they develop and the the right, the right environments that people need in order to thrive. And then it kind of goes through, it's a large book, it's like 500 pages, but then it goes through all of the different ways that our society is built up to prevent that really strong emotional well-being, that foundation of, of true health. Um, so I found this book so powerful and I want to talk about one aspect that uh, Gabor brings up in his book and um, really kind of articulate these two essential needs of humans. So let's get right into it, yeah? Um, so the, the two essential needs of humans are attachment and authenticity. So I'm going to define those, and then we're going to talk about the tension that happens between the two, how that shows up in parenting, and then how we can heal that tension. Does that sound great? All right, so let's get into it. So what is attachment? Attachment is like a human drive. We all have it at all stages of our lives where we are driven for physical and emotional closeness. It's primal, it's wired into our nervous system, it's wired into our biology that we are safer when we are together. We are safer as a a species, when we are social species, we are safer when we are in a community. Now this is especially true with children, right? Because as as our species, our children come into the world, they're the most dependent species, you know, the most dependent young on their caregiver. And they are immature for a very long period of time. And so the attachment with their caregiver is vital in order for them to survive. And so they, uh, the human, the human body, the human brain, the human self is primed to seek attachment and to do anything it can to get that attachment because the attachment means safety, especially when they're young. So we have this very primal need to feel safe by our, with our caregiver. That means our physical safety, that our you know, <clears throat> biological needs are met, that we can stay warm, that we can be fed, um, that we can, you know, we can uh, have, well, what else is there, right? You know, like the need for our bodies to be cared for and then also our emotions, so we have both of those needs and it's really important for all of us that we feel connected. And so when you're really little, you know, you're seeking care, give, care, being cared for when you're young. 
and you're doing anything you can to make sure that you keep that attachment. And then as you get older, you can also find attachment by caregiving. And we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, how sometimes it can get mixed up. Like my identity is in my caregiving and that's how I feel safe. But then what happens if I don't give care and it gets kind of messy? That's like a codependency kind of um, drawback. But whatever that tendency is, is in caregiving or receiving care, it really is this seeking of attachment, which ultimately means safety. So if I'm attached, I feel safe. So it's, um, it's this primal, primal need. So that one seems probably pretty obvious. And you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Of course, they're vulnerable. The children are vulnerable. Um, but then the second primal need is authenticity. And so what's authenticity means? It means this, the, the, who you are inside, right? Being able to be yourself and know yourself and express yourself and shape your own life. So it's funny because we have this highly social experience of being in a community and needing have, have that safety and that attachment. And then we also have this very individualized drive to express ourselves and to know ourselves and to um, be our own individual person. So the that's like the root of intuition actually is, you know, the authenticity is kind of being able to know my gut feeling, like what's going on and listening to that cue and trusting it and knowing myself and knowing what I'm capable of and believing in myself. Authenticity is sort of the root of my self-esteem, of my self-concept of who I am. And as, as a, as a human, we want to be able to be safe in our relationships and also be able to express who we are and still feel safe. So we're, we're, we're craving this unconditional attention and unconditional like agenda free acceptance. And we don't want our self, our, our sense of self, our authentic self to threaten our attachment. But that is what happens a lot of times in childhood is there is a tension because sometimes my authentic expression of myself, my thoughts, my feelings, um, how those thoughts and feelings show up in behavior, the person who is supposed to be my caregiver and take care of me may say, no, I am not going to allow you to behave that way or to think that way or feel that way or show that emotion. And when you do that, I am going to take away your sense of safety. I'm going to detach from you until you perform or show up the way I want you to. So we, with the child feels that they have to do something different in order to be acceptable or because they are looking for safety. If they, if the attachment feels threatened in any way, the child will shut down their authentic self. They will try to anyway. The problem is that if you try to shut down emotions and you try to shut down yourself, you don't go anywhere. You still are in there and you're still working to be expressed at all times. 
And so that isn't, it's not actually possible to shut down your authentic self, but you can try, you can, you can try to, to squash who you are in order to be, feel safe and be accepted. So what does that look like in parenting? The, not, not the original way of timeout, but the way that timeout has been used and it's starting to get better now. It's starting to go back to the original way, but originally, you know, a timeout was intended to be like, Hey, it seems like, you know, maybe you're having some struggle and you need to take a little time out to calm yourself. Right. But that's an okay way to use timeout to see it as like, your nervous system is in overdrive, you're dysregulated, you're, you're struggling, let me come alongside of you, let me pull you out of this situation, let's give you some support and get you back to a better baseline and then come, you know, come join us. And that can be self-regulation or co-regulation. But what happened with timeout is it became punitive and it became you aren't acceptable. Your behavior isn't acceptable. You cannot be here with us. You cannot be in this situation with us until you can act right. So attachment became conditional on behavior. So we'd say, okay, you're two years old. Go sit in the corner for two minutes, calm yourself and come back when you're ready to be like good. And the truth is that's not what's happening is that the child just has an authentic expression of themselves and they don't want attachment to be threatened. They're not, they're not testing it. They might be testing attachment, but it's not, it shouldn't be a condition. Attachment should never be a condition. But we've used that timeout philosophy as a condition for attachment instead of guiding the child through like the processes that you learn on this podcast and saying like, Hey, you seem to be struggling. You know, this behavior is out of bounds. Like what's happening or this behavior doesn't work. I'm going to put a, you know, put a boundary here and then I'm going to help you regulate your emotions in this way that is, that is working. So we're always validating the emotion and I'm getting into strategies, but I wanted you to see the difference a little bit between sometimes people are calling it like a timeout versus a time in. The other way that we see this in parenting is, you know, spankings, right? Like your behavior is bad. I'm going to hurt your body in order to teach you how to behave. And again, that is the, the behavior is, you know, I say it all the time is a feelings drive behavior. Behavior is an expression of unmet need or emotions. And when you use a punitive, a pain, like literally hurt your body when you are misbehaving, you are telling the child you are not safe when you misbehave. Attachment is threatened. The, so that's why, you know, even in 2018, the American Academy of Pediatrics said, hey, guess what? Spanking is actually damaging. It doesn't do what you want it to do. It hurts your children long-term. It's not good for emotional health. And, you know, so, okay, I'm going to say this a couple of times, but like, if you're doing these strategies, I don't want you to start to freak out and be like, oh my God, I'm the worst mom. I'm so terrible. I've ruined my kids. Um, no, that's not going to help. Okay. When, if you can be a little neutral about yourself right now and just be listening to this podcast episode and be thinking, okay, I do those things because I don't know what to do with misbehavior. I don't know how to handle it. I'm trying my best. 
Yes, of course, you're not intending to hurt your children. I know that. You can trust yourself. You just don't have the tools and skills. That's why you listen to this podcast. That's why you sign up for programs. You read parenting books, right? You do these things because you're like, I want to do it different. I don't know how. That's why my programs are really focused on tools, like scripts, tools, actual step-by-steps, because I do believe none of us know what we're doing, (laughs) right? Okay, so we have timeouts. We have spankings. Um, we have just ignoring our kids. So this is like, um, negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement, kind of this idea of, I will listen to you. I will pay attention to you. I will only look at you when you're doing good, when you're behaving the way I want you to behave. And then if you're not, I'm going to detach. So again, attachment, detachment, we're look, our kids are looking for, am I safe in this relationship? Can I rely on the adults around me? Is my attachment ever threatened? And, you know, you can, you can threaten attachment and get control of your kids and manipulate them. The problem is that in that process, they are developing a low self-concept. They are squashing parts of their identity, parts of themselves. They're learning to like be performative. So when we are in these strategies of, you know, making our connection, our warmth as conditional. Now I have boundaries, some, you know, I've teach boundaries in, in my workshops and things like that. And I say like, listen, I'm happy to help you as long as you're speaking kindly. That is not necessarily, a, I'm going to reject you until you're nice to me. It's a, it's a little bit more about my own personal self-respect. Like you're struggling and I want to support you and your feelings are valid, but it's hard for me to support you when you are screaming, I hate you. So why don't you calm your body and then let's try again. And we'll, we'll, you know, I'm right here. So we're staying in that attached space and we're not making our attachment, our love conditional but we can set boundaries. I'm going to talk more about that next episode. So when we are, you know, doing timeouts, spankings, uh, connection, you know, keeping our connection conditional, um, ignoring our kids, it, it ends up creating a, a child who is trying to figure out how to get their needs met through behavior. And so they may then, you know, start people pleasing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mommy. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, please, please, are you mad at me? Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. You know, like they kind of act this way and that's just insecurity, right? And if that, if they show up that way, you say, listen, I love you. You're not, everything is fine. You're safe. I'm not going anywhere, right? You re-anchor back into attachment and then you validate. It's okay. It's okay that you behave that way. Your feelings make sense. We need to work on this behavior. But we're not going to use the attachment as a way to control our children's behavior. We're going to, um, you know, work at reassuring our children that their atta- that the attachment, the safety, the unconditional love that I have for them, it's never in question. So when we have our kids and they are expressing their feelings through behavior, 
and we're using strategies to control that behavior and we're squashing authenticity in order to um, control them or we're threatening attachment in order to control them and, and change their behavior, it does have an effect. It turns into basically not feeling like I'm okay at my core, that that the the people in my life who like the love that people have and the willingness that they have to care for me is conditional based on how I behave. When you play that out into adulthood, it can look like, oh, even in elementary school, you can look like perfectionism, right? Not feeling safe enough to fail. It can look on, look like focusing on the way you look a lot, you know, being really, uh, that's like the root of eating disorders and things like that. And like, you know, low self-esteem and, and worried about how you look and how you, you know, how people think of you. Um, it can also turn into like, like people pleasing, but also almost over charming, right? Cause it's all about performance. It's all about, can I get the people in my life to love and accept me? What can I do to make that happen? If you don't believe it's unconditional in your childhood, it's hard for you to believe it's going to be unconditional outside of your, if your mom and dad make it conditional, what about people who don't even care about you? It, it creates an insecurity, a core insecurity wound. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Um, it, it can be, I got to attain wealth. I've got to attain power. I can't show these, this anger. I can't, I have to suppress my emotion. Otherwise I will be rejected. I will be abandoned. I will be neglected. I will be um, hurt, right? What we want our kids is to go through life. And of course, when they're young, they're testing, they're trying to figure out this. And so your job as a parent is to reassure them. But they, we want them to get through, you know, these early elementary school, you know, preschool and elementary and middle school and get through life. <laughs> and then show up on the threshold of, ad- of adulthood as a person who feels securely attached in their relationships with their parent, that the love is not conditional, that the safety, the security, the net underneath their life is not going anywhere so that they, they can take big risks and they can, you know, um, like work for their dreams and overcome obstacles, all of those things you want for your kids. And that they so at their core, they feel safe. And at their core, they feel lovable. They feel worthy. That they don't think they have to perform or show up in any particular way in order to get people to like them. Right? So when we have a childhood um, that is in this conditional, you know, where authenticity has to be squashed in order to receive attachment or attachment feels uh, untenuous, then we, we create these strategies and they almost become like they're part of our personality. They get this, these strategies in childhood can get hardwired into our nervous system and then they just show up as how, this is how we are. But the problem is that the strategies can stop working, right? We can like achieve great success and it's never enough. Or we finally look the way we think we should look and we still don't love ourselves. Or we have, a, you know, 
a, a, a huge following of, of thousands of people or whatever. We're a big celebrity and you see this, you know, and then the person still struggles with drug addiction or suicidal tendencies and things like this. So the truth is that these, these strategies to that we put into place as kids to, you know, get people to love us so that we can feel loved and safe, they eventually stop working. And also can show up in our bodies, like we get sick, you know, we don't feel well, all of it. And, and so when you get to that place in your life where you're like, well, you know, is this it? Like what, is this all there is? I kind of talked about this on last week's episode about my own, you know, healing journey from my own experiences of childhood trauma and how much I've had to really self-love become the, the person that feels safe inside and, and loves myself. And that's the foundation of it, right? Like I can just decide I'm worthy exactly as I am. And it is not easy even saying it. I feel silly, but that what all of our deepest desires, right? Is that we want to be acknowledged and loved and accepted We don't want our acceptance and our lovableness, our worthiness to be based on performance or what other people think of us. And so, of course, there's lots of strategies in in my programs and self-help world to heal your inner child and heal heal yourself and and all of those things. There's lots of episodes even in in the podcast that have talked about this. What I'm talking about today is really about what kind of like parenting you want to be doing in order to prevent your child growing up and then having to heal from their childhood, right? That's what so many of you say, like, I just don't want to fuck my kids up. (laughs) I hear you. Like, I get it. And you don't know quite like, am I doing it right? Am I not? What's happening? Like, uh, you know, it's scary. And so when you're parenting your kids, I want you to be thinking of how can you strengthen their feeling of attachment, their feeling of safety, and their authentic self. So let me give you some some tips, some strategies. I'll give you some more next week. But when your child is feeling insecure, they're, they're maybe mommy, mommy, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And don't, don't be mad at me. And you know, they're acting that way. Or, you know, you get upset for a second and you're like, that's enough. Stop it. Right. You know, you show up in in a reactive state or, or you have to give them a consequence. Like, you know what? I did say that if you, you know, uh, that you could come with us to, you know, the grocery store, as long as you had tidied up and you didn't tidy up. So you're not coming. Then, you know, they get really upset. And they might be worried that you don't love them. This is especially true with littler ones, like uh, ages three to six. And they really need to be reassured. Listen, you're safe. You're okay. I'm not mad at you. This is just part of learning. This is just part of growing. I unconditionally love and welcome you and want you. Exactly as you are. You can make mistakes in this family. It's not a problem. We want to communicate to our kids. Listen, I, you can trust me. I'm the grown up. I can handle things. I'm strong. I've got this. That's why we don't really want to like 
dump a lot of like, oh my God, you kids are driving me crazy. This, I can't handle this. Like we don't really want to bring a lot of that energy to our parenting because it, it, it makes our kids feel like, uh-oh, there's no grownups around. I'm not safe. And then they might develop strategies to make themselves feel safe. And some of those strategies might be healthy in the short term, but not healthy in the long term. So we kind of want to have this internalized um, like leadership inside of us. Like, I've got it. You're in good hands. I'm the adult. You're safe. No matter what happens, no matter how you act, no matter what goes on in the world, I've got you. You're okay. I can handle it, right? So we want to hold that. We want to let them know that for, for that's for attachment and then for authenticity, being able to say, I unconditionally love, welcome, and want you. Like getting used to communicating it, no matter how you feel, no matter how you act, no matter how you think, honey, nothing you can do can threaten my love for you. I will always have your back. Practice saying it out loud. You want to communicate to your child that they don't have to do anything or be different to win love or to win security. That nothing they do can ever threaten the relationship you have. You're not going anywhere. Your love is not going anywhere. Your care is not going anywhere. I think of it sometimes like unconditional love is easy. Unconditional acceptance is hard. So it's like, how can you communicate? I unconditionally accept you. And the way we do that in my programs is we validate emotion. We say your feelings make sense. Your behavior isn't working. So we're not giving, you're not giving in. It's not, not permissive parenting. But we are saying you have permission to have these feelings. You have permission to express these emotions. The way you're doing it right now by hitting, kicking, punching, you know, doing all these behaviors, spitting, yelling, mommy, I hate you, all this. That is not the healthiest way to express these emotions. We are, there are better ways. And I'm going to teach you how. But the feeling makes sense. Your feeling is valid. And we're going to make it safe for our kids to be vulnerable. And I want you to remember that their behavior is their expression of their emotion. So we're validating your emotion makes sense. Your behavior needs work. <laughs> okay. Because the behavior is a strategy. So when you do, when you do these things, right, you can, you can end up following into the permissive parenting trap. And there's a lot in um, parenting right now of a, a little bit of a backlash about compassionate parenting. And I, I want you to know, like, if you're following along with my program and you're, you know, implementing limits and, and you're learning, like, the way that I talk about consequences, we're not airing, we're not going to permissive parenting in this, in, like, you're not at risk of that if you, you know, follow along with what I teach you. Because I do have connection on one side and correction on the other. So we're um, validating the emotion. We're, we're in, allowing for internalized security. We're letting our kids know you're safe. Your, your feelings matter. Your feelings are valid. And your behavior is my job to help you figure out better ways to communicate your feelings, better ways to cope. You don't have to, um, you know, people please or be aggressive or any of these other strategies. And so if, uh, so those are the things I want you to be doing is just really like communicating you're safe, communicating you can't threaten this relationship there's nothing you can do to make me f- 
love or accept you less. I'm not going anywhere. I've got your back. Practice saying those things. And then validating that emotion. Feelings make sense. Behavior needs work. <laughs> I've just made that up, but I kind of like it. Like, if you, if your behavior needs work. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, kind of is a little bit hopeful f- for me to think about it that way. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course you're behaving that way, but like, let's work on it. Like a little bit more loose about it, a little less tight, a little bit less fear, a little less anxious, right? It's just like, yeah, I know that's how you're showing up right now, but I'm not worried. You're going to like, you're going to learn. You're little, you're growing. Even with my like 20 year old, I'm like, oh, he's not quite 20. He's 19. But I'm like, no, bud, no, you've got plenty of time. Like, this is fine. No problem. We're going to figure it out. Like what's going on? Why are you acting this way? Okay, great. Your feelings are totally valid. They all make sense. All these strategies make sense. Let's do new strategies. So much more loving and welcoming and kind. Now, if you're, if you're learning this type of parenting and you didn't come from a family where attachment was secure and authenticity was secure, you probably feel a little bit out of like, like your, your depth, right? You're, like, you're not sure what to do. Because you're in the process of breaking toxic parenting cycles. You're in the process of recovering your own authenticity. You're in the process of developing internalized security. And that is beautiful. Beautiful. It is amazing. Look at you. You're like, you know, reparenting yourself. You're breaking cycles. It's incredible. But you probably need support. You probably need some modeling. You need some guidance. So I strongly recommend that you, you know, do uh, sign up for my programs. The Emotionally Healthy Kids class starts January 18th. It's a six-week program. I teach you how to calm yourself, how to emotionally coach your kids, validating their emotions, how to set boundaries. We call that limit set. And then how to follow through with consequences that aren't painful. I, I go through the class in the six weeks, like we cover the basics, the foundations, and then you have four months to work with me in the Calm Mama Club. That's my membership. And you get like a taste of that. You get to be in there for four months and you get to book private sessions with me every week, 15 minutes. Um, we have group chats, like, you know, there's community, there's an online portal, there's email support, there's lots and lots of support. So you're in with me for six weeks and then we stick together for a couple months to just let it all settle. And then you can just stay in the club. Like your um, membership ends and then I ask you if you want to stay. And if you love it, you stay. It's $500 for the year. So the class is 500 It includes the, um, the six-week course and the four months in the club. And it, there's a payment plan if you need it. And I'm here for you. And you get to learn these tools because that's the thing I'm really focused on is like actual strategies, actual scripts, actual process. And then you can ask me questions in those sessions, um, either in the group or in the privates where you're like, okay, this is my problem. Let's solve it. And then we solve it. That's beautiful. I love it. I love the program so much. I love every mama and, and dad that comes through and the relationships that are built within the program. It's really incredible. So if you're in to developing and raising emotionally healthy kids, keep listening to the podcast. This week, your takeaway are how can I strengthen attachment here? How can I strengthen security? And then how can I strengthen authenticity? So those are your takeaways. And 
Um, but if you, if you're just loving it and you're like, yeah, no, I love everything about what, everything you teach. Like, let's, let's get together. Let's, you know, join one of my programs. Let's build this relationship and, um, and grow your family. It's incredible. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. So if you're listening to this as the podcast comes out, happy new year, parenting 101, <laughs> the basics, we did it. Authenticity, attachment, strengthen those and push those into the new year. You know, people love words of the year. Maybe that's what you want to pick. Maybe you want to pick authenticity. Maybe you want to pick attachment. My word for the year is internalized security. (laughs) It's basically attachment within myself. That's what I'm working on in 2024. I'm healing some of that insecure attachment. So that's what I'm about. And if you want to be about that, I, you know, that's cool. It's great. So Have a great week. Happy New Year. And I will catch you next week. 